Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Loudmouth, the show about everything and nothing all at once. I'm your host with the small lips, Loudmouth. It's Madison Hadler. Good morning. Well, whenever you're listening to this, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time. It's morning where I am because I'm actually recording this intro on the day that this podcast released, um, which I'm very excited about because I have my first reoccurring guest on Loudmouth today. Um, Lyric Christian is a singer, songwriter. We have had her on the podcast before. I will have that episode linked down below. Last time she was on here, she was talking about her debut, well, not debut single, um, her her latest single. Um, either way was the single at the time. And now we're here talking about her next single which is imaginary man um and i'm so excited because it's not even less than a year later and she's on again talking about new music that she's releasing but also i have a pre-save link for you guys like you guys are getting the insider information right now um which makes me feel cool and should hopefully make you also feel cool um lyric sent me the song before it's even dropped, which makes me feel like I have truly made it. Um, It's giving me a sense of ego that I probably shouldn't have. But the fact that I got to listen to it and then do a little press thing with her, do this episode with her, and then get to experience you guys all listening to it whenever it really drops is so fun for me. And I feel... I think throughout this episode I said cool a lot, but I really do feel cool. Lyric, it makes me feel cool. Um, So I hope that you guys enjoy this episode and really get excited about her new single, Imaginary Man. The pre-save link is down in the bio so you can get the insider scoop on it. So make sure you go down there, pre-save it, listen to this episode, or do it the other way around, whichever way you prefer. Um, And I hope that you guys enjoy my second talk with Lyric. Hi, everyone. I'm Lyric Christian. I am an artist, songwriter, and model that is based in New York. And yeah, those are kind of like a quick little boom, boom, boom. <laughs> that elevator speech, here it is. Um, this is what I do. <laughs> um, and Lyric, you have been on here before, haven't you? I have. I have. And it was such an amazing experience, which is why I'm so glad to be back. But yeah, I was here um, back in August talking about my last single. Yes which I will plug again. Either way, it's still out there. So. It'll be linked down below. Don't you worry. <laughs> um, wow. In August, that feels like literally years ago. It really does. It like, really does. Like time. Does, just is been... it? Well, it's not real. I was about to ask if it's real. I was like, it's not really, but <laughs> so crazy. And I'm excited to have you on again for your next single, which is imaginary man. And it's yeah. out April 22nd. April 23rd. Earth Day. Look at you. There we go. There you go. (laughs) That was totally on purpose. (laughs) Yeah. You're feeding the earth with your music. That's what you're doing. Can I I get that? I'm super excited to have you on again because I think you're my first real, like, reoccurring guest. So amazing. I'm honored. So you're the first. You could have been like, no, Lyric, we don't want you again. Um, (laughs) We always want you on here, especially because. I feel really cool when you send me the music too. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I know, I know it not a lot of people like. have it yet. So <laughs> I know I feel so special. I'm like, really am a part of the press here. I feel exactly. honored. Um, so, okay. So you did either way back in August mm-hmm. and we kind of talked about that. I'll have that episode linked down below for people to listen to Amazing. as well. So they can hear a little bit more about the introduction of you and that. So kind of just give us the lowdown on what you've been doing since August, <laughs> which is a long time yeah. ago. Like we were saying, August seems like so long ago. I'm like, has it been a year? Um, <laughs> <laughs> literally. No, um. so, literally. No. So what I've been doing, I've honestly just been like, head down, working in sessions, you know, also doing fashion shows here and there. Which yeah. is and I'm also going to the UK literally this time next week. 
oh my- to do some sessions and work with some artists and producers out there. So I'm, oh, that's I'm, so cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm super excited. I'm like not fully ready. Like it's literally like a week from now. I'm like not that. Like nothing is together. <laughs> nothing. Do you have your passport? Yeah, yeah. And that's all I got I my passport. All set there. It's kind of what you're I've been do. like writing down like ideas throughout the week in terms of like so I can bring in subject matter sessions. I'm like, not completely like, yeah, like, let's just do whatever, but at least yeah. have someone because, you know. Still a little bit organized. Because <laughs> I've been to London before when I was like little. I was know, about to I'm ask you if you'd ever been there. Okay. Yeah, when I was like seven with family. <laughs> so this is like a completely different vibe and, and I'm excited to kind of put myself out there in, in that market as well and become more known as a songwriter and artist out there too. That, no, that's awesome. Are you going by yourself? Or are you going with a team or... Going by myself. Look at you. Great, but it's really amazing that like the connects that I do have were able to set me up with this and and, and all that. So yeah, really excited about it. Well, that's exciting. And then you also have this beautiful new song that is being released. So we talked about either way. We kind of learned the whole story. It was mm-hmm. situationship kind of thing. We learned <laughs> all the tea with that. What inspired Imaginary Man? And just kind of tell us the story about how this song came to be for you. Yeah, yeah. So Imaginary Man, my friend actually gave me the idea, like one of my best girlfriends, we were chatting about an ex. (laughs) Typical, like you do. (laughs) As per usual. And she was like, you know, he was kind of like, honestly, an imaginary man, right? And the way, the context of the conversation, it was kind of like a, sad conversation in that sense but mm-hmm. you know me I'm all about flipping it you know yeah. and never giving the guys too much power obviously so with imaginary man I was like you know what I want to flip this on its head and pretty much be like yes like you are my imaginary man but because I want you to be my imaginary man so right. the song is literally just about a hookup right so so often guys always tell us yeah like I just want something casual it's just to hook up nothing more but us women, we feel the same way a lot of times with these dudes, right? Yes. And that's never really portrayed and our side of that is never shown. So I wanted to show that. I was like, you know, you're my imaginary man. That's it. Like, you can hang with me when I say we can hook up, but that's all this is. It's nothing more. Yes. You know, and actually like my co-writer and the and the producer, Paul Hammer, he's amazing and mm-hmm. helped me like bring this to life, which was great. And it was like so much fun just bouncing the ideas around and, and doing that. Yeah, I love that because you're right. There are not a lot of um, storylines that are written out that way. Music in movies, nothing. It's always like being like, oh my God, like I want so much more, but that's not what he wants. Yes, (laughs) yes. And then at the end of the movie, all of a sudden he's like changed his mind. Yeah, like that never happens. Okay. never changes his mind. Like never. pro tip y'all, as soon as a guy says, let's go with the flow or... (laughs) It's just a hookup. Best believe you're never changing this man's mind. That's, no, that is all it's ever going to be. I mean, maybe a rare case, but like in my experience. Super, super rare, but like otherwise. <laughs> Literally. Um, that's so funny that you say that too, because I feel like there have obviously definitely been times in my life that I, you know, felt like I was ready for a relationship. I wasn't, but I felt like I was. And so I was like that girl that was like, oh my God, you don't want to be in a relationship. Well, I'm going to change you. I'm going to do it. I'm going to make you believe. And right after I got out of one of those things, I had a hookup, couple hookup with this guy. We talked about just being friends with benefits straight Mm -hmm. up to each other's face. We said, okay, friends with benefits, nothing more. We'll go to a few, you know, hangouts together. It'll be fine. Yeah. And then months down the line, like after we're done doing our thing, um, he told someone that we had been dating the whole time. And I was like, he knew what he was doing. (laughs) I was like, so that's not true. But it's just so funny that you say, say this storyline because- Because we feel the same way a lot of times, too, because real talk, I don't know what's going on with the guy pool nowadays. It's just not what it used to be. And it's so funny. Even my mom, whenever like I talk to her about certain guys I'm seeing, she's like, yeah, she was like, honestly, I would hate to be a young woman in your day and age. She was like, because I think I would just stay single forever, you know, but it's like, yeah, it's like most of the time you just want to hook up as well. and, And that needs to be shown. And again, like, ladies, take back the power. Yeah. And what I love about the sound of this song, which you guys don't get to listen to yet, but what I love about the sound of this song is it is very like fun, poppy, like 
I don't really care. We're just here to hook up. We're here to have a good time. Let's just, it literally, what I was telling you earlier, it just makes me want to dance. It makes me want to get up and dance. I feel like I'm at like an unst, unst kind of club. Yes, that's and I'm the like, point. that's literally the point. Yeah. So I like that you were able to kind of tie in that like lightheartedness about it within the music as well. And what I kind of noticed is it obviously sounds different than either way. So yep. how did you find the sound for this song? Yeah, so funny thing is that the the song, I think Paul and I did a virtual session because this was like top of COVID when this was written. So I think okay. it was either end of October, 2020 or top of November, 2020. Okay. So had the idea of Imaginary Man and it was less so like a certain artists or albums that inspired it more so just like a sound in general okay so um I don't know if I said this the last time I was on but while I was at NYU I spent four months abroad in Berlin um which is you know the Berlin sound is all about techno disco four on the floor all of that <laughs> Berlin shaped a lot about me and, and and those four months were really formative and I was like out partying having a good time to this music right mm-hmm. And when I was sitting and thinking, I was like, you know, I want to take those influences and bring them into what I'm doing now. So I definitely like when we were talking and he was like producing while we were on, on the call, I was like, definitely keep in mind like that floor of the floor disco, just making people dance. Like mm-hmm. that's all I wanted. And even though like, yes, the song is about women empowerment, I want everyone to be able yes. to dance to it, you know, but specifically women to like feel like <laughs> badasses to yes. it when that's you know, so that's that's what inspired it. Honestly, like disco, house, but still keeping like those pop elements because even the way it's written, it's still like the verse, pre-chorus, chorus, then drop. So we have that those those pop elements there. But that's that's kind of what like inspired inspired the sound. That's awesome, and it's so cool that you can not only take inspiration for like the content of the songs, but inspiration for the music behind it, and like help further kind of the mission of what the song is. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Cause I feel like the sound of this and of either way too, both kind of correlate with the mood that you're going for, which obviously that's what your whole point is to do that's as an artist. That's what you want the, I want the always, I always want the story and the music to, to mesh well. I think that's what makes an amazing song, you know? Yeah, no. And it very well pulls through here and so fun to be able to know kind of what the artist was going for and see it executed fabulously um which is always (laughs) very fun okay so you kind of talked about how you were doing this like virtually at first so Mm -hmm. obviously this has been a song in the works for a while Mm -hmm. I feel like most songs are we just don't obviously don't get the front front yeah it's like you write them and then you bank them for a bit and then once you're ready to release you like listen to things back over and you're like okay this is yeah. going to be a good release, you know? Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> you kind of have to separate yourself from it a little bit. I feel yeah. like if you get a little too into it, you're going to be clouded by. Because you need to take the time. Because sometimes like you'll you'll write something and be like, oh, this is amazing. This is the best thing I've ever written. <laughs> and then you listen to it like a month later and it's like, ooh, okay. maybe not. <laughs> so <laughs> but maybe then, it wasn't. <laughs> exactly. But then I, I'm trying to remember when I decided, like when we decided that we wanted to release this, I, it might've been about, six or seven months ago That's so um, but at that point the song had I'd sat with the song for a long time so when I went back and listened to it I was like no this is a really good song and <laughs> I want it you to said, be released you said lyric you did something here let's keep doing it actually <laughs> let's keep it going yeah. um, so, oh I want to hear a little bit about working like remotely how did mm-hmm. how does that kind of impact how you guys work as a team or how you collaborate on a song and get it to yeah. the end point working remotely I'm like trying to think where to start, where to start. Yeah. Like COVID obviously changed the way everyone works and especially in in the music industry as well. um, Because everyone would do like a bunch of writing trips, like either wherever you're based, go out to LA, go out to the UK, you know, things like that. But now people are realizing, no, like we can be just as effective virtually as well. Um, Even though being in the studio with the person, definitely there's, it it feels so much better and feels so real, but Paul and I like immediately clicked and it was just so much fun I think at this point everyone was just starting to like get back into doing virtual sessions and that started to become more not normalized and so we were just excited to even you know be on a zoom call and doing something virtually um 
so yeah, pretty much how it worked with this song is that there are different like softwares to where you can, even though like he's somewhere else, like I can see his screen and see how he's producing and hear it in real time and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So that's what we're doing in this session. And um, then from there, we were just, once it was like, we, he had like the core produced, mm-hmm. we were going back and forth on the call with like lyrics and, and finalizing those and, and, and things like that. And so once it was fully written out, at that point, I didn't have my full studio set up in my apartment yet. Okay. So what I had to do was voice memo because I was so quick to like forget a melody if I don't do anything. Get it like down. Yeah. So um, did a voice memo of the entire, entire song and then went to a studio um, and laid down the vocals, then had the engineer from there send the vocals to me for me to send them to him <laughs> so that's okay. how we did it it's like a lot of a lot of steps there but like when you're in a session with someone um in person you literally just lay it down there and it's yeah. done so it's there are definitely more steps when you do something virtually mm-hmm. even when you have a setup at home like I was I just did a uh session with um a producer and writer out in LA um virtually and it was still a lot of steps to like record the vocals, even though I was already had it set up at home and sent it back to him and then doing like a whole back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it adds more steps. Just... And then if you do something vocally and the producer hears something different, instead of it being in real time where you can just change it in the studio, they send like a text or an email back saying, this section right here, do it like this. And then you have to do it all over again. Oh, yeah, record, cool. Find a place. Send the stems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it can be definitely a little more steps, but very cool that you're able to work with these people that you can't meet up with one-on-one all the time. But it's cool to know that like a song kind of created out of this remote work is, you know, can be fully fleshed out and like come to fruition of what you want it to sound like. What you want it to be. And honestly, I'm really happy that I'm releasing a song that I did like that because, you know, COVID is the world that we're in. It's the new norm. So I'm glad that I'm able to release a song that like became fully fleshed out during COVID. Exactly. You're like, look it, I can do it. We can do it. Like, <laughs> it's like, we going. can all do it. Come on now. <laughs> You're like, even when those audio files mess up, just keep, you got it. <laughs> keep pushing. <laughs> so do you ever like, uh, is it more of just like emailing back and forth or do you guys kind of hop on Zooms and try and get some more of that, um, I guess, instant feedback kind of stuff? It depends. I think with this song in particular, um, Paul and I only hopped on another Zoom call once afterwards, just okay. to, like talk through what we wanted to like. Once we decided like this, once I decided like this is what is going to be released, mm-hmm. going back and what needs to be tweaked and things like that, which was a really simple and quick call. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, like honestly, I have like a hundred and fifty unread texts, right? But <laughs> but <laughs> if I'm if I'm working <laughs> on something, like I prioritize people in my head. Okay. Yeah. If I'm working on something with someone and I feel like most people are like this, then texting is super easy. So sometimes we don't even have to hop on a call. So if I send the vocals and the producer hits me back via text and is like, this is what I hear. And they send me an audio message, Mm -hmm. then we'll do it that way as well. Okay. Instead of hopping on a zoom call sometimes, because sometimes the scheduling and things like that, it's kind of hard to be like, let's immediately hop on a zoom call. Yeah. You know? And voice memos are my best friend as well. So I think that that's just such a nice way to be able to just get out what you're saying. It's super easy. Yeah. Especially when you're doing stuff with music because you can hum a little mm-hmm. bit more and actually make it make sense to the people yeah. listening. <laughs> yeah. 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 And like re- re-record it a couple of times yeah. to make sure it's right. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, okay, wait, did I make that sound? Okay. That's not. It seems like you kind of had a good idea of what you wanted this song to be as well. So yeah. I feel like that has to help a little bit. Obviously, there are things that changed over time, but it's nice to have like that kind of vision mm-hmm. and to have a but producer. It didn't even change. It didn't even change that much from oh, it didn't? the original. Okay. Con- no, it didn't really change from the original conception of the song, which is so rare because mm-hmm. with either way, it changed so much from what it originally was all the way from like completely rebuilding the structure of the song yeah but with this with imaginary man we did it if I played you like the first mix to this now like the final master mix that you haven't heard uh-huh. 
you'd be like, what really changed other than some like technical elements that that Paul added, which elevated the song a bit more. But yeah, otherwise it's basic, same basic structure. That's so fun. I mean, obviously like new ideas come up. So obviously if the song's different from the beginning to the end, you know, that happens. But it's mm-hmm. cool that your original idea, especially just from which I think we talked about with either way too, especially just from like a conversation with a friend was able to kind of become this message that you wanted to be like right from the get-go. That's the thing. It's like the conversations I have with my girls. <laughs> we always have something going on, especially me. Like, I feel like I'm de- I'm definitely the artist and the creative of the group because I'm <laughs> definitely, give, I give main character energy all the time. My friend group, like, we'll have like a group call and my drama will just dominate the conversation <laughs> because it's just it's Wait, the drama of it all you know what's your sign what sign are you I'm a, I'm a Leo okay so yeah okay sense. you know but also like a lot of my friends are Scorpios which is which is oh, interesting that is interesting um, okay. yeah but it just like really dominates and then like when we have like discussions about it and like my friends will say certain things I'm like definitely using that like, yeah. <laughs> like or like okay. oh peak an idea you know yeah. And I feel like um, with this song and other songs, too, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I've had that experience, but also so have so many other people. And so it's that collective like voice of like you can that's, tell. That's what I like want. And that's what I love. You know, mm-hmm. it's like when people listen to my music, whether it's my voice on it or a track that I've written for someone else, I want people to be like, no, I've totally been through this before. Mm-hmm. And because I've been through this before, I'm going to blast this I'm song, gonna- you know? Yes. <laughs> Honestly, like, let's be real, like, situationships, romantic stuff, it can be heavy and tiring and emotionally tiring, but it's, like, I wanted people to remember, like, the lightheartedness and, like, to just have fun, because I know personally, like, if I'm going through something, mm-hmm. whether it's romantic-related or something else in life, I'll just dance. Yeah. Like, I will have my own dance party, my apartment will be my dance floor, I don't care. Yeah. You know, and that just, it makes me feel better, so... I was like, you know what? I just want people to dance it out with this one. Yeah. And especially when you're going through something that you can find in like a song too, you're like, okay, Mm -hmm. yep, here we go. Let's get it out. Let's just process all my feelings. I want girls to be like, yeah, like he was my imaginary man. That's it. Like I'm that girl. (laughs) I I do love that you said at the beginning too, um, that you wanted to flip the script on it too, instead Mm -hmm. of being the sad or however you want to describe it you wanted it to be that yeah I don't want anything more than to hook up so that's it that's That's it it's just lust it's just lust that's all just like guys I was like it was nothing more it was just you know yeah it's like okay like I had a situation (laughs) where I was talking to this guy for months and Mm -hmm. months and it was like he was kind of honest about where he wanted to go in the beginning uh-huh. but then it's like you know how like you start like falling for the person because they start saying the right things and doing the right things and it's like you're giving me mixed signals like yeah. you say you don't want a relationship and you're not ready for a relationship mm-hmm. but like you're meeting all my needs for now you know <laughs> and so it was like one of those things where we got into like this big blowout argument <laughs> and this was like months down the line and he was like I never caught feelings for you anyway. And I was like, oh, word. <laughs> said, I was like, Your really? action showed me a little different, buddy, but. I was like, okay, like, that's what this was. That's what this is, you know? So it's like, yeah, we have those experiences. But then also, like, there was a guy that I dealt with where he was my imaginary man. I just wanted it to be a hookup for, you yeah. know, an extended period of time, you know? So it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. That was just a little and, tea for you. <laughs> no, I, you know me. I love the content, especially because I love your songs that you take these people or experiences that, that have come out of your life. And you're like, I'm going to make some content out of this, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing's a waste because I'm going to write a song about you. So it'll be <laughs> fine anyway. Exactly. I, um, I think it's funny, even if you haven't had an experience where like you just wanted to be hookup buddies or whatever it was, even if you have an experience like the one you just kind of said, you can listen to the song anyway and just pretend that it was your idea the whole time and then (laughs) it'll be fine. Take that power back. Look, 
we we create our own narrative no one has to know what really happened exactly (laughs) especially if the guy isn't in your life anymore then and y'all don't have the same friend group Mm. do your thing you like I ended it with him. I didn't want anything more knowing damn well you're like crying in bed at night. <laughs> you're like, actually just listen to Imagine- Imaginary Man by Lyric and then you'll know how the situation went down. And then and then no one will ask Literally. you questions ever again. Just, like, just send that song, you know? Yeah. Like if a girl's asked, you don't feel like explaining it, just take Spotify link, song. send it. <laughs> or the next time that you want us like just to hook up, just send that song to them. And Literally, then, be like, if you guys, if you, if he wants to be like, you know, I want to have that conversation of like, what page you want to be like, imaginary man. So you said that the song kind of came through and is pretty similar to the one that we started out, that you started out with. Mm-hmm. So then what has, what is your favorite part about the song? Or is there a part in the song that just every time you listen to it, you're like, oh, okay, I did that. My favorite part of the song. And it's, it's more so a production element is the drop i love the post chorus drop like Mm -hmm. i remember when we were doing the session and he was like messing around with the synths and the different noises i was like that's the synth that's the one and there's actually you know how like euphoria has like dominated the world obviously yep several months so in season one episode eight the fact that i know exactly the episode (laughs) he said yeah so here we there was it was like the whole winter formal thing and you know how like maddie and nate and for people who are listening that don't know euphoria yep. hop on it um watch it i feel like um, you can catch maddie, up on tweets too if you didn't know just literally like, like tweets memes all there of it go. um when maddie and nate were doing like their little dance off or whatever trying to make the other jealous yes there was this song and that they were playing and the fact that i don't remember like the name of the song <laughs> um i think the artist is called big data okay and I think the song is called Dangerous. Okay. Um, and I heard that drop and it just did something to me. Like It was just like, it really did. It just did something to me. And I was like, this is amazing. I want to create a song that makes people feel this way. It makes people just want to dance and listen to it all the time. So that was like a big inspiration too. So when like, when Paul, the producer, my co-writer, like hit that synth, I was like, that's the that- one, like, that's it. So, he said euphoria moment here we are <laughs> it was like, literally euphoria moment give it to me um so yeah it's the drop it's not even anything lyrically it's literally like the production of it all and 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 the drop in the, in the post chorus that is my favorite part of the but song it's so cool that you were able to listen to a song that made you feel that way and then find it in your own song as well that, like, yeah and I think that that was amazing and I think that's whenever an artist and a writer can do that and successfully recreate that feeling and put their own spin on it mm-hmm. which I think is so important is like put your own marker on it you know yeah um it just makes you feel so so good that you're able to do that because it's hard yeah. <laughs> sometimes I'll be like I'll listen to a song I'll be like yeah I want to like recreate a similar vibe then I like write something I'm like no no so fun that you're able to kind of envision these things and then play it through and also like you said you and your producer vibe very well together um so having that connection too I'm sure helps make that's the thing process in that session that was the first time Paul and I ever met no that way was the first time Paul and I ever met yeah because my publisher and his publisher like got together and like yeah like I feel like they would vibe well together and so then I remember my publisher sent me over some of his stuff and I'm sure his sent him over some of mine yeah and we were like yeah let's do it and that was like our first time meeting ever <laughs> and it just like it clicked just you know? did it oh my gosh I bet in that moment you felt like whoa okay we did we did a thing right here but honestly like also that's that's just like part of it like with with songwriting and and producing and all that is nine out of ten times when you go into a room with people sometimes you're just not going to know them mm-hmm. you know unless you're like working with friends and you, you guys start to build that regular regular friendship and working relationship mm-hmm. you're not going to know the other producers and writers it's like when I think about it I'm like songwriting and producing and being an artist you just have to be so vulnerable because you literally just have to get in a room be like so yeah um this happened so and so dumped me I dumped this person this is the weird situation I'm in now and it's like these people don't know me but I just spilled out my whole heart and soul and vice versa like here's lyric um yeah it's like and we're just gonna go from there you know (laughs) and let's write some songs off of it okay let's do it (laughs) it's 
I think you kind of explained that too in the last episode as well. Like when you go into a room and meet, you know, this thing, like you're going in as a songwriter and you're taking this singer's experience and then kind of formulating it with your own and mm-hmm. creating this whole storyline that people can understand. But it's even more like thinking about that. That's amazing. But it's even more amazing knowing that most of the time you're going into this room knowing nothing about the other people that are going to do it with you. Yeah. And that's the thing for me personally. And and this is why I know, like I picked the right path in life is because me having a conversation with someone, just a normal conversation to have to be vulnerable and open and honest. I can't do it. (laughs) Like I can be in a situation with someone and they can be like, tell me how you feel. And I'm like, stuttering, (laughs) you know, but as soon as I like sit down in front of a piano or like sit down in, in a, in a session, I'm able to convey those feelings. And it's so easy for me to be vulnerable in that setting. Like sometimes I am that girl where I will send a guy a song. (laughs) I will, I will. Or even if it's a song that I wrote, I'll be like this. You asked me how I feel about this situation. This is how I feel about the situation. Yeah. And I like, part of me is like, oh, that's so corny. (laughs) Another part of me is like, honestly, I think it's kind of beautiful because everyone expresses their how they feel in, in, in different ways, you know? Exactly. So like, that's, that's how I know, like, I, I'm, I did the right thing to do. <laughs> yeah. And especially like if, it, if this can, if writing these songs help you process the feelings that you've had and be able to like be vulnerable and open up, like, yeah, that has to feel like such a sense of like full circle moment almost too, yeah. you know? And I'm, I'm all about, like I said, we were feeling like bad bitches, but also bad bitches are vulnerable and emotional too and it took me a while to learn that especially especially as a black woman we're we're not supposed to show our feelings or we're Mm -hmm. supposed to be strong like the whole we're strong black women it's like no I'm I'm a woman yeah I you know I have emotions and feelings and it's okay to to be sad about certain things like don't get it twisted I'm a bad bitch but Bad bitches have feelings. Bad bitches know? process their feelings and then they go out and be bad bitches. That's what we do. Period. Period. <laughs> but no, like, and it's, it's important. Like as a black woman, we do have feelings. We do have emotions. And, and again, we should be protected and, and we should be seen as vulnerable creatures because we are, you know, you are. you're human. Like that's exactly. how, yeah, people really do put, I mean, we've seen it with, you know, Black Lives Matter things and all of that sort. Mm-hmm. Put the put the weight on Black women to carry. Yep. And to carry me to protect the Black men, all of it, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I'm getting real, real deep here, but nope. <laughs> my, um, my mother used to always tell me that Black women sometimes are slaves of slaves, you know, mm-hmm. especially going back in those times, you know, it's like the husbands would get it and then come home, women would, the Black women would too, you know, mm-hmm. so it's, it's just a matter of also like breaking that stigma as well. Yeah. yeah. And breaking, cause you're doing at the same time, we talked about this in the last episode too, <laughs> is you're breaking that I'm a black woman and I write pop music. Like this is pop music. Exactly. So it's you're just coming, music. you said, I'm going to come through and I'm going to break this stigma that we yeah. have to have our, you know, guard up at all times. We can't I used to feel that way. I really did. I used to be like, even developing as an artist, I'm like, I want all my songs to be like, fuck you songs and I'm a bad bitch I don't get sad you know Mm -hmm. like why should I but it's like no you know it's like I'm a human being like certain things that someone says it'll hurt me and it's it's okay for me to express that in, in a song or express that to someone that I'm talking to you know exactly and in a way that can empower you while also that's what's important being Mm -hmm. vulnerable and showing that side of yourself as well like yeah yeah, the empowering part is important too yeah Yeah. which is exactly what I what you've said throughout this um interview with your song with imaginary man is that that's what it is it's like hey I'm gonna take these feelings that I have you know whatever I'm feeling certain way angry sad whatever it is and I'm gonna put it in a sound that everyone can relate to and that everyone Mm -hmm. can feel empowered by but still remember hey I have feelings too and it's okay that I do those things Mm -hmm. um but no, it's, and even further with the pop and everything like that, like you're kind of just breaking this whole mold of like, I'm not going to be who the world tells me I need to be. Yeah. I'm who the be- world tells me to be who they want me to be, you know, it's just, I'm not going to do it, but at the same time still remain authentically me. And, authentically you know. lyric. 
And, and it's just, so important. it's just so, no, it is important. And I think I, I would personally love if someone was trying to explain to me their feelings and could it, if they sent me a song, I'd be like, okay, let's listen. Let's do it. <laughs> but then sometimes you gotta be careful because it's like, <laughs> if you send, like, if you're in like a whole like lovey dovey place with someone, you're like, oh my God, this song is exactly how I feel about you. And then it goes sour. It's like, you can never listen to the song. You're like, again. never mind, actually. <laughs> you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, so I wanted to get a little bit into the cover art uh, that you sent me for this song. Was there a specific vision that you had in mind? Because I know with either way, it was kind of like this Black superhero, superwoman kind of empowerment way. So what was the process in doing like the visuals for this song? So I really had to sit and think about what I wanted for a while. And I worked with um, Alexander Liu, who did the cover art. He's amazing. Um, and he did like, it was such a quick turnaround. And it was so easy because we were just like talking back and forth and then boom, 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 it was done. <laughs> but I sat and I thought, and I was like, you know, normally it's like, I understand like usually with my brand that I am the brand, you know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like, I'm on, I do all that. I take great photos. I was like, I could just make it a photo of me, <laughs> you know, and do that. I was like, but again, like the song is different. So I wanted the cover art to be different. I wanted it to be more, even though it sounds so cliche, I wanted it to be more artsy, you know, Uh, like that. Yes. So at first, the first um, idea and iteration of it, I I was kind of like, you know what? 1920s. Like, don't ask me why I thought 1920s. Okay. I was like, 1920s, yeah, like art deco, like that's the vibe. (laughs) And then, because I knew I wanted, at first I was like, maybe I just want like, my eyes, my nose, my lips, and that's that's it. Because you know, like the the cover to The Great Gatsby, how it's the eyes looking over. Yes. That was a major inspiration for okay, me. Okay, okay, that makes um, sense. I see it. Because you see it with, with the eyes. So yes. the cover art is like the eye, which is supposed to be my eye. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to, I wanted it to be a noticeably feminine feminine eye, which is why I had the eyeshadow. And mm-hmm. normally, whenever I go out, I always put on like a wing liner. Yes. So I was like, you know what? I want my liner to be in there. And so within the eye you see a guy in my eye that I'm looking at. Um, but it's supposed to be like, the guy is my object of lust. Cause it's normally always the woman that is the guy's object of lust. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm just lusting after you. And, and then I have the hands, mm-hmm. which is my hand and his. And again, I have a tattoo on my hand right here. Yes. Which, I noticed that on there. And then I went to your Instagram to see if I could find the tattoo. We just had to flip it on this side of the hand just for like, but like, the tattoo okay. I didn't have this the last time we did okay. uh okay the the podcast it's, it's a queen tattoo of course it okay be. yes of course um, so goes with the theme of the song too so and just like the theme of me in general. of her whole life yes of lyrics whole life it's lyrics world so, we're all just living in it I mean you said it on me <laughs> <laughs> no so then we have the hands and at one point I said in the song like you can take my hand but just remember like you're my imaginary man so the, the whole point of the cover art is just, you're the object of my lust. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's nothing it. more, nothing less, you know? And again, like I said, the women were always the objects of lust, always, but mm-hmm. it's like flipping it again. So yeah. that, that was the inspiration. I just wanted to convey it in a different way, you know, instead of it just being a photo of me. Yeah. I, I love that. It was like taking elements of you, obviously your tattoo, your hand, your eye and things like that, but making it into obviously graphically so that anyone can kind of feel like they're, they're you, you know, looking and yeah. having this object of lust mm-hmm. and getting so I'm like, I'm really happy with how the art turned out. Alex, you did a great job. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to like finally like share it with the world, like put it on Instagram. What yeah. Think. What is the timeline of a drop or is there anything specific that you do to prepare and get ready for dropping the song? Yeah. So obviously like press is important. So like things like this, like talking mm-hmm. to you, girl, you fam at this point, you know what it is. That- so, <laughs> and it's then true. I also have, um, a feature happening on the day of the drop okay. and then I, taking over an account's Instagram story. Fun. Um, on the day of the job, which I'm really excited about. So I'm like, I need to be doing something fun. Yeah, <laughs> like, okay, what job. am I planning? You know, and also nowadays driving traffic to Spotify and pre-saves are so important. So when I'm in the UK next week, I'm going to start like the whole pre-save process. Okay, and yes. Again, influencers and TikTok is so important. So I'm going to tap into my contacts as well and have people like do little snippets of the song on mm-hmm. on 
reels and TikTok. And that's so important because nowadays things go so viral on TikTok. Uh-huh. It's, it's insane, you know, so pre-save is important. Driving track to Spotify, super important. Um, and making sure your assets are in order, really important. And then also making sure a snippet gets out on, on TikTok and reels so people can start getting, getting excited. You just want to get people excited, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And then it kind of works with you and getting yourself excited for it. And then it just turns into a party. <laughs> and then people just want to hear the entire song once it's out. You know? Exactly. I remember last time, I'm pretty sure we recorded the day of your drop. Is that right? We did. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> I remember, did. I remember you're like, oh my gosh, like this today has been. It was the day day. after my birthday too. I was yeah. like partying the night before. <laughs> my friend was in my apartment with me as we were like doing this. So it was really funny. And again, it's like you're putting your art out there and you want people, you know, to like respond to it, you know, and because this is a bit different sounding for me, Uh I'm really like anxious, but excited to to see how, how it translates, you know? Yeah. I was going to, yeah, ask that if, since it's kind of a different drop, obviously, then either way, how is that making you feel? Which honestly, more so excited than anxious. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really excited about it because either way is my baby love either way to death but it's it's so pop pop you uh-huh. know like like I wouldn't say bubblegum pop but <laughs> it's definitely more more along that vein mm-hmm. so this one I feel like has so many layers and is so different from from my normal sound um that I'm just really excited to, yeah to share it with the world you know it's I feel like those things that you you know I guess, quote unquote, the most nervous about or whatever, those things that you're not really sure about that are different than what you've done before always end up like people really relate to it because it's like, it's that extra layer of vulnerability with it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Cause it's like, you're putting yourself out there in a different way with yeah. a different sound, you yes. know? So people will appreciate that and just want to dance to it. And also I'm dropping it when the weather's starting to get a little warmer. So. Yes. No, so. I almost, when I messaged you um, the uh, yesterday or whatever it was, I almost said, I was like, perfect time because this is going to be that a hot girl big, summer you know? anthem. Word, word, all about a hot girl summer. All about a hot girl summer. <laughs> what, whenever you're dropping a song, what is your like favorite part about, you know, whether it's the creation of the song or actually dropping it itself? What's kind of your favorite part to do during the release um release creation of the song obviously number one for me is is, is the most fun because in that moment I feel like when I'm creating I'm not thinking about how's it gonna hit and translate Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying you're you're not thinking about the numbers is what I should say Mm -hmm. in that moment you're just being creative you Mm know um so I would say that's definitely number one favorite part and then while releasing it or the active process of releasing it's funny because it's going to sound so opposite to, from what <laughs> I just said is actually getting feedback and hearing everyone else's sentiment and, and seeing how it hits to other people because mm-hmm. when when you write you want to make it's not that you want it's not that you want to make sure that you have the same the same vision you had translates to others mm-hmm. but it, it's kind of interesting to see how people what people think the song means you know what I'm saying yes yeah or like what they take from it in that kind of their takeaway from it that's better yeah their takeaway from the song yeah Mm -hmm. um whenever like is there when you send it out you know because you sent it to me obviously are there Mm -hmm. any other people that you make sure to send it out to first to like hear their thoughts on it like friends or you know whoever it is to kind of so I definitely have a circle of people that I'll, I'll send my music out to beforehand to uh-huh. get their opinions even before I decide to release a track if I'm like about to release something or know I want to release something and thinking about it I'll maybe send like top three tracks that I'm thinking about releasing okay let me know your thoughts uh-huh. and then people say oh this track this track I think are the best and once I narrow it down I'm like okay this is what I'm releasing thoughts on it and it's like when I'm in the phase of coming back to a song after deciding to release it, it's really mm-hmm. good to have that feedback to see what needs to be changed or what I can change or alter and yeah. tweak a little, but still keep the integrity of the song of what I intentionally meant. Yeah. Know? And then at the end release, getting, being able to hear how people understood the song or took it as their own. And it's like, oh yeah. Okay. 
it brings me so much joy is when someone's like, oh my God, this is exactly what I needed right now. You know, and that makes me so happy because it's like, I'm so glad that like something like my words, my story, something that you were able to relate to and it's making you feel something, you know, and that's the point you want, you want music to make you feel something. Yeah. And it kind of validates you and your experience too, because you're like, ah, okay. I'm not crazy. Crazy. (laughs) You're like, okay, wait. So somebody is relating to this when I was feeling the same way now that they're feeling the same way. So even like, I'm always like, whenever I'm in a situation, I'm like, am I being crazy? That's that's why I ask myself that all the time. And that's exactly how the voice in my head sounds. Nine out of 10 times I find that like women are reactionary. Right. Mm -hmm. And men don't really it's just the toxic male culture that men aren't really taught to take accountability for Mm -hmm. for something right it's Mm -hmm. like why is this woman being so crazy well it's like well you were like and women we we tend to be reflections of how whoever we're talking to is treating us right wait I love these takes keep going yeah (laughs) So I'm like, well, that's why I say only when provoked if I do I get a little cray because you have to take accountability as well because we're always told to apologize, you know, and mm-hmm. and to rethink our behaviors and the whole expression like guys will be guys, well, girls will be girls, yeah, women will be women. Why yeah. don't we normalize that? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Yes. So yeah, it's just it's it's crazy, but like that that was my little side tangent about my rant. But I agree, and I think that. Um, especially since you're creating this music for other women to listen to and feel that empowerment or gays or days, whoever, you know, um, (laughs) but like you're creating that to feel that empowerment because, you know, in those moments when you were thinking those things, even in the moment where you're like taking back that power and being like, oh, I only want to be you know, a hookup buddy. I don't want this to go. I just want you to be my imaginary man. We don't need to do anything further. There can still be moments where they turn those things around on you and can gaslight you or, you know, gaslighting is the favorite thing. uh thing. And you got to stay strong in that, you know, and and I've dealt with so many relationships where like they would try to gaslight me, you know, and it's like the older I get, the, the more I go through it. Uh-huh. you got to remember stay strong it's like yes like you might try to make me feel bad for saying this or doing this but I had a reason to and as and and also what I'm realizing is as soon as you start to feel that way as soon as it's not giving what it's supposed to give as soon as it's destroying your mental health or making you feel crazy uh-huh. leave. yeah because you don't need that you know yeah. and if someone can't see your worth if someone doesn't see how amazing you are and if you feel the need that you have to kind of not beg but consistently tell someone what you need it's not it they ain't doing it let it go they everybody everybody all the time and every action that they make are showing you their true selves yep and it's like they're making a choice it's like if they want to they will Uh uh-huh you know and And also you you shouldn't let how someone's treating you make you feel bad about yourself it's on them Mm -hmm. If, if someone's treating you a certain way, that's on them. They have certain issues and traumas that they're dealing with that they're projecting onto you. It's not mm-hmm. you. It's not your fault. Nine no. out of 10 times. <laughs> not, yeah. you know? Maybe, maybe they cave off you. Like 5%, but otherwise. But we not. own up to those, mis- to those times exactly. that we, we own do up that. To them, you know? If somebody is, keeps choosing that and if you keep thinking to yourself, because it's every once in a while, of course, we stop and we're like, okay, maybe I read into that a little bit too much. Maybe mm-hmm. I was a little you know, crazy about it, whatever. But most of the time when you're thinking those thoughts, especially more than once, like, oh, am I crazy? It's usually because something is happening. And your gut instinct tends to be right. It tends to be on point, you know? So if you're feeling certain things, not, not out of 10 times, go with that feeling and, and let, let the situation go. And as, as hard as, as easy as that sounds, I know how hard that is because Mm -hmm. I've been there, done that, do that, still gotta (laughs) remind myself of that. We gotta, gotta, gotta let it go. But I feel like it could also be helpful, like, um, because, you know, we go back to certain songs to remind us of our worth Mm -hmm. or whatever it is, remind us like, Hey, like I'm putting the power back into myself. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure even like, especially listening to, you know, this song, Imaginary Man, when like you've written it and listening to it later on, I'm sure you're going to be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm not crazy right now. And re-reminding yourself of those 
moments being like, hey, I was right about this one. So maybe we just need to dance a little bit of it out. Listen to our songs. Dance out. out. That's the way to go. That's what I do. And it's great because both the songs that you have released are going into my one playlist that I have where it's called the whole production. I think we talked about this last time. The whole production. The whole production. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to say lyric, your give your songs give off whole production energy. Like yes, I love it. (laughs) That's what they are because it's reminding you like, hey, like you said earlier, like I'm allowed to be a bad bitch. I'm allowed, like you're allowed to be a strong black woman who has feelings. Mm-hmm. And we can, you know, feel our feelings and be sad and everything like that. We're allowed to feel all those things, but then coming back together and being like, okay, but first and foremost, I'm a motherfucking bad bitch Word. <laughs> and we're just gonna go have fun. Um, exactly. That's the way to dance it out have fun. You might be feeling this way about the situation. Call up your girls, call up your <laughs> friends that night dance it out. That's what we do. Let's get back out there, invite your friends over, get the wine, get the whatever you need Mm -hmm. and go around. Remember that you're a baddie and that you can have whoever you want, whenever you want. It's your choice. Do what you want to (laughs) do. You make the rules. Exactly. And let, let, let him go. Yeah. Let them go. Let your partner, whoever he was, they were, let them go. Let them go. (laughs) Honestly, y'all just show some love. Yes. Scream it. I'm still getting out there as an artist. So please follow me on Spotify, YouTube, all of that. And honestly, just, I want to thank everyone for the love and support that I get whenever I put out a release. I want to thank you, Miss yes. Fang, for oh my having gosh. me back. Um, I love chatting with you. Yeah, I just want to thank you for having me back on and thank all your listeners for listening and for the support and pass the song to a friend, yes. you know? Send it, send it to your girlfriend that is yep, having... do all the TikToks, do all the reels. Yes. Do it. Take a video of you <laughs> dancing around. I will repost all of it. All of it. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. I will make sure again, as always, have all the links down below. I'll have um links to Imaginary Man, either way, to lyric, everything. So you can catch that all down below. It was great talking to you, obviously. Thank you so much, Lyric, for doing this. It's nice to talk to you again. You too. Thanks for having me. Of course. Have a great rest of your Sunday. You too. Bye, Bye, All righty, guys. I hope that you enjoyed my second talk with Lyric, Loudmouth's first ever reoccurring guest. Very exciting. And go click the link in the bio or in the show notes to pre-save her new single, Imaginary Man, coming out on April 22nd earth day and my mom's birthday so tina you're getting a lyric song free b day make sure you guys follow me at loudmouth pod on instagram or on twitter at loudmouth underscore pod i also have a facebook it'll be linked down below for you guys all that fun stuff if you have any people that you want to see on the podcast please shout out i don't know please dm me and let me know or um i don't know just let me know Let me know. I want to talk to people that you guys want to talk to because I love talking to my guests all the time. I always feel like I find the perfect people to be on Loudmouth, but I need your guys' help too. So let me know if there's anyone that you want to hear on the podcast and enjoy the rest of your day. Make sure you pre-save Imaginary Man and get ready to dance, you guys. Okay. Love you all. Talk to you next week. Bye.